I guarantee I can start the Gabe Neitzel cross country camp, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it'll be it'll be a lot cheaper. <laughs> Send him to River West. You know, hey kid, run around the block. He comes back. All right, that was pretty quick. Run that's, around two blocks. Do it again. <laughs> and that's good for camp today. We'll see you guys. Tomorrow. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Well, I hope the weather cooperates because we have a huge weekend ahead in Milwaukee and southeast Wisconsin. Bastille Days opens back up again this morning. 11 a.m. start. A lot of folks like to go out there. It was up and running yesterday. Yeah. Day back, two. Back today, uh, 11 a.m. in Easttown, Cathedral Square Park, the center of activity. They stormed the Bastille last night. That's right. Huge crowd. Your son ran. My son ran, yeah. He was able to get there and run with a couple of buddies. Our guy Adam Roberts ran as well. <laughs> ran, maybe being the operative word. <laughs> he, he participated? He participated. <laughs> I participated. You were there. I was also holding a microphone at the same time. Were you recording on that microphone? I or? was, in fact, Vince, recording on that microphone. So Adam is producing the show today, Pancakes Out, with his, with his pirate his eye. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so late night for you, but I look forward to hearing some of that. So robust turnout for Storming the Bastille. Bastille Days continues through the week. And then, of course, Harley-Davidson Homecoming really cranks up today. The events today at Veterans Park get started. Um, I think it's an afternoon start, largely, when the food vendors open up, like sometime around 2 o'clock. When everyone wakes up, is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> Shake it off from last night. A lot of bikes around the city. Headliners tonight, the Cult at 7 p.m. and Green Day to follow tonight at Veterans Park. Events, of course, at the Harley-Davidson Museum. Dealerships across the area. Who's in town? You heard Jack's report at the top of the hour in the news. I mean, we've, we've said people come from all over the world. We found some. This guy here is from Saskatchewan, Canada. This is my first time to Milwaukee and first time to uh, any homecoming for Harley and everything that's happening, the atmosphere, everybody's so easygoing and fun and we're here for a good time. Yeah, you bet, eh? You can tell he's from Canada. Welcome to Milwaukee, eh? Yeah. Oh, but that's great. So even further, I mean, we're talking overseas now. This dude here is from Malaysia. Why is he here? He wants to meet him some Davidsons. We came here to see Bill Davidson. We met him yesterday. We had a meeting with him yesterday and we are one of the biggest dealers in Malaysia now and for the Harley. So that is why we are here. We cannot miss. Came to see Bill Davidson. Had a meeting with him. Had a session. Wow, impressive. I will tell you, if any of you have had an opportunity to meet any members of the Davidson family, Willie G's around for this one. Uh, That's Bill's father. So Bill Davidson runs the museum now. Mm -hmm. And... uh, visitor experiences for harley davidson and he loves traveling the world and i know bill a little bit and to know that people from other parts of the planet have come here for the homecoming means everything to him he loves to talk to these folks and when he goes overseas because they'll do that davidson's will travel and if you have an opening of a new dealership for example like in malaysia they'll go out there for that mob scene for him like people just want to meet the guy whose name is on the product he's connected to it that's great So maybe you'll get your meeting with Bill Davidson this weekend. He's around. Debate continues over the future of a relatively short piece of freeway, but it's a critical piece that connects the Hone Bridge to the Marquette Interchange. And there is a growing movement of people who want to see that torn down and replaced by sort of a at-grade, if you will, street-level boulevard. So you'd still have that connection. Hone Bridge wouldn't go anywhere. But you'd have to, if you want to continue on to the freeway northbound 43 or westbound 94, you'd have to get off the freeway system, quote-unquote, get onto a street-level road or at-grade road, 
and then hop back on the freeway across town. So eliminate a raised highway that is in the city. This is a thing that has happened at other cities as well. San Francisco has dealt with this. New York has had some raised interstates that are into the downtown area. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. for example. And Milwaukee was one of the first to actually rethink that idea. Milwaukee is one of those cities in the world, right, that was first to rethink this idea about what is the role of the transportation infrastructure in shaping a downtown. That is Peter Park. He's an urban planner, former city planner here in Milwaukee. He is going to be the keynote speaker of an event on Monday. This is going to make the news, by the way, on Monday. This will be one of the storylines. It's put on by Rethink 794. This event has several business leaders involved. It's being moderated by our good friend Mark Cass from the Milwaukee Business Journal. And you can go to it. It's held at Marquette. We can share some of the details with that. And they're going to walk through what would happen or what should happen or the challenges of removing or keeping this stretch of highway, this 794 stretch that goes to the lake. The one thing that when I spoke with Park about, he said a city needs to think about more than just the people that are driving through the city. It has to think about what's happening in the city. That's what these leaders are discussing. The decision about the transportation is not driven by, no pun intended, but it's not driven by solely the need to accommodate traffic, right? If we planned our cities based on uh, just prioritizing accommodation of traffic, we would just get downtowns filled with elevated highways and parking lots, right? Oh, wait, that happened. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, he was part of the Parkies Freeway uh, elimination, and obviously that's turned into a success. It did take some years, but it did turn into a success there. He believes the same thing can happen here, and he says the city's got to actually consider that. And the choice is to think about it in terms of creating places for people and development and jobs and housing and tax base. Then you figure out the solution for the traffic, Differently. Yeah, so you got to think about it differently, he says. So a lot of people are going to be involved in this uh, event at Marquette on Monday. It's Monday mornings. Rethink 794 is operating, and it's moderated by Mark Cass of the Milwaukee Business Journal. You can go to the Milwaukee Business Journal website and get more details. You can go. You can RSVP and be a part of this. Hollywood paralyzed now, Vince. Starting this morning, members of the Screen Actors Guild, SAG-AFTRA, joining the screenwriters in the first joint strike in more than 60 years shutting down all production in the entertainment industry. The writer's strike only went for a little while. That wasn't going to really shut things down that bad because scripts are written far in advance. There was stuff to be filmed, but that's been going on for over two months now. The upcoming fall TV season, there's nothing written for that. Um, so you're not going to see any production there. And then you add the actors in. That's the biggest piece of the puzzle. You cannot work without writers and actors you can't do anything. Yeah, so it's going to start affecting the uh, <laughs> the TV shows here pretty soon. And that's when it will change. Mm-hmm. When there's a, a real economic impact that starts to hurt the entities that are involved. And it's more than just like acting on a set. This uh, Actors now can't do anything. They can't promote their films. So you're not going to see any of them on the red carpet, right? You're not going to see no more Barbie red carpets, no more Oppenheimer red carpets, uh, upcoming movies, TV shows, all that stuff. That's done. They can't go to things like Comic-Con to promote stuff. They can't promote past films, any work that was under the SAG or SAG after agreement. ABC's Jason Nathanson there talking. He said one of the issues that they're running into, and they described this yesterday, they say the studios have basically said, hey, we'll pay some of the extras and some of the, you know, the, the actors you don't know. We'll pay them a day's work if we can scan them. 
and then use that for AI forever? <laughs> that's what that's what the actors say was asked to them, and they're like, "Well, no, we can't, we can't a do day? that. Yeah, you'll pay me for a day." So, so the actors want forever. they want more parameters for any kind of AI to make sure their likeness isn't being taken advantage of without any kind of you know money pay. And they want more details with the streaming kind of honed in because streaming is kind of that wild west right now. So once that's done, they'll come back. Just as of now, nothing. Well, Indiana Jones is out. You saw the movie, The Dial of Destiny. Yeah, I did see it. A story that you maybe didn't know. I think a lot of folks here in Wisconsin know that Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Mm -hmm. went to Ripon College. Yep. But there's there's a shout-out in one of the Jones films that is germane to that, and we'll tell you about it next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Six forty-two on Wisconsin's Morning News. All right, you saw the film Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny. I did. Who went with you? Uh, I took my eleven-year-old. No, just my daughter. Okay. She and I are very similar, so she likes the same movies I do. Okay, cool. And did she like this? Yeah, one? she liked it. She, I think she liked it more than I did. I, I have always have high expectations. I liked it better than four. Okay, that we knew was um, going to happen. Yeah. What about two? You and I dif- disagree I on see, Temple of Doom. I, I was a kid when I saw two, so that'll always kind of be in be right there in the, ah, in the heart. Better know? than two. <laughs> Everybody knows here in Wisconsin, right, that Harrison Ford went to Ripon College. Yeah. Didn't graduate, but I actually didn't know that he was there four years. It wasn't just a cup of coffee. I mean, he matriculated okay. at Ripon College. Learned Ran around that part of Wisconsin for a while. Knew that, but never, I never knew this nugget. He cleverly dropped a reference to his Ripon College days into one of the Indiana Jones movies. Now, you remember the scene in three. That's Last Crusade. Yep. Early in the film, Dr. Jones is giving his ex never marks the spot lecture mm-hmm. to his class he opens the scene writing the word fact on the chalkboard archaeology is the search for fact not truth great line suggesting that truth may be a relative term i mean this movie was ahead of its time right how often do we now hear people being speak <laughs> right, your yes. truth this is eric yeah. he's speaking his truth. what's your truth mm-hmm. truth is truth well apparently not right it's open for debate anyway not the point of the conversation here <laughs> indiana jones follows the line with this here if it's truth you're interested in dr tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall you want to talk about truth go see the philosophy guy dr tyree his class is right down the hall did you know dr tyree is a real guy that's your Ripon College reference. Daphne Lemke, Fond du Lac reporter, wrote up a story on it. William Tyree was a college professor, World War II vet, taught philosophy at Ripon for 33 years, awesome. retired in 1983. Ford actually altered the line in the script, according to this article. Um, he had Dr. Tyree in three classes during his time at Ripon, kept in touch socially outside of class. Um, she cites the State Journal Register in Illinois in a 2016 article after Tyree's death. So... A file awesome. reporter, part of Gannett, owns Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, so I saw the article there. But basically, it wasn't a line. Ford added it, and they kept it. Love and it. Just a little shout-out to his guy, Dr. Tyree. I posted that piece to my social media as well. If you follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Threads now, you can find the link there. If it's truth you're interested in, Dr. Tyree's philosophy class is right down the hall. <laughs> ESPN Milwaukee's... Gabe Neitzel is in the house with us this morning. Good morning, sir. My son is off to cross-country camp this weekend. 
You ever just like sports camp when you were a kid? What did you play uh, in high school? Uh, so I played, I was a football player, basketball player, baseball player. Went to small high school, had to do everything. Yeah, Horicon. Um, yep. Shout yeah, out you, to the Marshman. You can say that you're a three-letter guy. Come on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so did all those. I, I don't know if I necessarily went to any camps. Like, when I was a kid, I would do the local camps, like the high school would do yeah, if okay. you were in, like, third, fourth, fifth grade or whatever. More a clinic than a camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, more clinic. <laughs> right. I think they threw the word camp on it. But, yeah. I, I, you know, I would go... I, I guess there was a Dodge County football camp Ooh, every year right. at Beaver Dam that I would go to right before football season would start. Be like a two day thing where a bunch of kids, uh, all the most the talented would be young there. men of, of Dodge course. County unite. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I went to football but, camp. Wait, okay, so, well, hold on a second. <laughs> you said cross country camp. Yeah. Yeah. What is cross country camp? So that's okay, my question. First of all. What does cross-country camp cost? And second of all, <laughs> I guarantee question. I can start the Gabe Neitzel cross-country camp, <laughs> yeah, and it'll be, it'll be a lot cheaper. Send him to River West. You know, hey, kid, run around the block. He comes back. All right, that was pretty quick. Run that's, around two blocks. Do it again. <laughs> and that's good for camp today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm going to slice that cost for you right mm-hmm. in half, pal. It's a good question. My dad coached track and cross-country for a 1,000 years at Tosi East. He was also athletic director over there. I am not... I run and have run to be less fat. That's all. That's <laughs> com- it. Like zero I, competitive running. My brother ran for my dad, my younger brother, and he was a good runner. But I am not a runner. I do run, but I'm not a runner. Sure. Right? Different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Your son, Eric's son, runs cross yeah, he's big all runner. Right. Yeah. and track. But, you know, so football camp, you go work on football things, yeah. technique things. Well, even, even track I can understand because there's certain skills to sprinting or high jump or discus. <laughs> like there are certain skills cross country. It's just, hey, this is how far you have to run. <laughs> Do it as fast as you can. Here's the plan, right? We're going to fire this gun and you line up here. And then you go to there. And you should do that as quickly as possible. How about there's some camaraderie right. there, right? Or do Can't they learn? broken today. <laughs> do they learn how to look, stretch look, I, or I, breathe? I, or? I, I yes, am not. Yes, yes, Eric, you're right. I am not. Like, cross-country teams, both my sisters ran cross-country. And, yes, camaraderie for cross-country teams. Like, I, I, I'm not poo-pooing the teams. Right. Like, you're I think just they, poo-pooing the camp. The right? camp, yes. I don't understand what skills you're learning at cross-country camp. That well, That is beyond me. And you could only, like, run so far so often <laughs> in the day, right? <laughs> Not like you're going to run five miles. All right, kid, grab a drink of water. We're getting right back out there. Right, this is a seven-mile run now for today. Right, no, they must be cranking out a run in the morning and then again later in the afternoon. It's it's whitewater. What I like about it is it's an overnight camp. And to your point of running with your mates, the more important. Oh yeah, there's there's social skills that you can pick up there. Sure, learn to live in the college dorm for a little while. Get a little taste. Hang out. Go. Go away from the nest. I think overnight camp is fantastic yes. for that. Like that, everyone should do that at least once when they're young. Yeah, learn a bit, a little bit of independence. Yeah. You got to be where you got to be. Nobody to hey, we're running late. We got to go. No, you're. You got to right. figure that out for yourself. Right. In the cafeteria, right. get yep. your tray, yep. get in the line. Deal with a stuff. kid you may not like. Yes. You know, there's just different vibes, different personalities, all that stuff. So all good, but to Gabe's point, I, I didn't look <laughs> I didn't look at the itinerary, the camp breakdown of the day. If you do, let me know. I'm, I am fascinated. <laughs> you know? These skills, you know, like the break-off skill sessions <laughs> that they're going to have in between runs. I used to give my dad crap for that. I'm like, you know what? You got to learn to throw a ball. You got to go and catch a ball. You got to learn to hit a slap shot. Hockey puck, you got to learn to skate. Any any other sport. This is the one sport that we all naturally just learn how to do. <laughs> run, run. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. No, I know. There's all the stuff that goes along with it. All right, Gabe, I'll report back to you. All right, can't wait to hear. <laughs>